The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Myers Show. And he is State Representative Dwayne Yunker reporting from uh, Salem right now. We're at midpoint of this short session. Dwayne, welcome back. Great to have you on. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, everybody else out there. Before I uh, dig into maybe some of the latest bills here, I'm kind of curious, you being a new state representative, I mean, brand new in the job, and this is your uh, first session ever here, what is your impression of how the state legislature actually works? I know you've been on the uh, Grants Pass City Council for you know quite some time there, but there is the way we think the legislature operates, and then maybe there's the reality of how the state legislature operates, and only the people who have been on the inside can really you know, describe that. Do you have any impression one way or the other, like you were saying, oh, that's how that works here? Really? Or or not? Maybe everything's okay. Yeah. I don't think everything's okay. Actually, <laughs> um, I spent about 45 minutes yesterday in his office talking, and I was like, how do you do it sometimes with these swampy people walking around, <laughs> you know, on the floor, making deals? And, um, you know, I just look at this. So if you're a chair of a committee, you have the power of everything. Okay. So if I'm a, a legislator and I want to bring a bill up, and if you're a chair, you don't never have to allow that to see the light of day. So when people come to me and they go, hey, I want you to be for um, Born Alive, it's never going to see the light of day in some of these committees because the Democrats have the chairs and they're never going to allow it to be talked about. They don't want you to talk about those things. All that matters then, okay, all that matters is if you have the gavel. In fact, the gavel is almost more important than anything else that you can have. The gavel is control. So there's two things that I see in their control here. is the gavel of these committees and who controls the money. So that'd be ways and means and stuff. So those two people, those two commit areas are going to control everything at Salem. Wow. And that's not the Republican Party. So when people say, hey, you need to do this, you know, they don't need Republicans up here. They have the power. They have the vote. Well, they need Republicans if there is some dissent in the Democratic Party. They don't, And they don't have all their votes together. Would that be fair? That would be fair. Okay. But if you watch the bills that actually hit the floor, other than the bills, we, I'll, I had some, the, we bill pulled, which never went through committee. We just pulled them up last week. They'll never, they have the votes. They know they're going to pass. They know they're going to pass. And, you know, yesterday I was in a committee, and it, and it kind of ties in what I was going to tell you yesterday is, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> we were talking about 4011, Health Bill 4011. It looks all nice. It's got, you know, cost for cervical cancer for people with cervixes. And, no, you know, no, no. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold, hold on. So it's help for cervical cancer victims for people who have cervixes. Now, I remember biology. They were called women, all right, or females. How about that? I'm being sarcastic here. Uh, oh, oh, okay, all right. So this no. is oh, yikes. <laughs> but yes, yeah, you, you got to play along with all the garbage up here. You know, come on. Okay. Um, so, the, you know, give money to organ health authority for addiction and mental health. But if you go to, you know, was it Section 29, it goes, 
we shall give um, for recruiting retention for mental health. We'll give a reimbursement for people of color. Well, you just talked about this last week with the Eagle Point High School teacher. That's right, because the uh, you know Pacific Legal Foundation is suing on behalf of the Eagle Point school teacher because uh, the claim is that it is racial discrimination for them to uh, give reimbursements for teachers' licenses only to people of color, which is, and I, I think they're right. Probably going to lose this one. This is the exact same thing, but now we're going to give it for health care, you know? And we bring this up. What do they do? Chair Nose stops the thing and takes a break. He powwows outside with all the Democrats and comes back in and says, let's vote, and just pushes it through, and we're going to let it, you know, it go its ways. Mm-hmm. Well, we know it's not legal, but they have the power. So we can only expose the racist stuff they're doing. Um, everything is to them is about their feelings. We don't understand what it's like to be a certain um, way or grow up in a certain. Um, well, you know, you know, they're they're right about one thing. Um, I don't think you or I understand what it's like to be completely bat guano crazy like so many of your uh, colleagues seem to be on the Democratic aisle. You're right. Maybe we don't know what that's like. Okay? Yeah. And when it comes to medical, I want the best doctor. I don't care what their skin color is or what, you know, background they have and whatever, where they came from. I want the best doctor. If you've had cancer or something like that, you want the best cancer doctor. I don't care if he's a, was a BIPOC or whatever. Part of it. I want the best one to help treat me or fix my arm or whatever, not these people. This bill that you talked about, which got uh, shoved through, is it about trying to get more uh, BIPOC or people of color in the health care system? Was that what that was about, that particular bill? It sounded all so good. Yeah, for, you know, for um, mental health and addiction and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the bill had dropped all kinds of the, you know more ed- money for educators. Some of these bills can be stuffed with all kinds of garbage inside. Um, this one had cervical cancer, five million dollars for nurse educators, and then we're going to recruit more people of color. And the Oregon Health Authority will, you know, work on this. Yeah, but but how do you recruit more people of color? Do you go out there and say uh, in the Oregon Health uh, in the old, in the Oregon Health ad, or the OHA uh, ad, let's say that um, you know we're looking for black people only. Only black people should apply. So in other words, we're like reverse Jim Crow is what they would essentially be advocating. Does it go to that extent? How blatant are they about it? How do you actively recruit recruit POC? When you have civil rights law that says you're not supposed to discriminate against people, and they're act- they're talking about actively discriminating, how do they pull this off yeah. or expect to pull it off? Well, you could just go to the you know business of Oregon and, and the, the the governor's policy. This is the policy of our state to do this. It the only people that I know that get you a, in the state or the federal system that get you a bonus for hiring would be veterans, preference or re- or disabled veterans. Mm-hmm. But they but they don't care what your color is as far as a veteran. You're a veteran. You're you know you actually were were a a class of people. Mm -hmm. Yes, just you're people that served our country, and we're going to give you a bonus. Yeah, it wasn't an accident of birth that you became a veteran. It was because of actions that you took. All right, which is very different than when you start uh, uh, placing uh, bounties on uh, on on hiring people that just had were born a certain way. That's all. Yes, which we have no. You know, 
we're brought on this earth and we have no, we did not choose to be this color. We did not choose to be this race. You know, if you believe in God, I do. That's what God made us, you know. Um, well, you got a big mark against you right there, just admitting that, Dwayne. I don't know if I, I don't know, if, I don't know if I'd say that too loudly. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't believe in the the, the thing that slimed out of the, the water, and you know, yeah. over time, I've, yeah, I've I know, come to this. I know. Okay, so State Representative Dwayne Yunker, and we're we're talking about the interesting experiences of uh, of a new legislator who's getting kind of getting the uh, the lay of the land, and. You know, as Herman used to refer to that as the marble nut house, uh, it really is. It sounds like you really are. You know, I, I'm surprised that uh, that that more Republicans don't come out uh, kind of mentally ill themselves after having to deal with this. Is that too unkind? I, I don't think it's unkind. I think it's just, you know, I hear you talk about it all the time. People need to get involved. You wonder why these things are happening. Well, it, people are just, I don't know what to say. They're too busy. They're not paying attention. They're not voting. And this is what we get. We get the system that we have allowed to happen. And, you know, if you want your rights taken away, vote Democrat. That's the way I look at it. Vote Democrat, and you'll be told how to live, how to run your business. Um, the unions will be in charge of everything. The government will have more control over your life, and we will be a communist country soon. Yes, and your children will be uh, taken from you and transitioned if they just happen to admit that if you're a girl, if you're a boy and you happen to like ballerina, you know, that kind of thing, or ballet, will just automatically give you the transition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That would kind of go into my, we, we did three bill polls, and what a bill poll is last week, it is on Thursday, the, the Republican caucus, and, and this goes exactly what you're talking about. We did a bill poll because we knew these bills would never have a light of day in the committee, so we bill polled. House Bill 4095, House Bill 4161, and then H.R., which is a House Joint Resolution. And then these were about just to get a, a vote for people on record. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where people stand. One was about requires students to demonstrate proficiency and specified essential learning skills prior to students graduating. Republicans vote yes. Democrats vote no. They, so I, I just want to be clear here. The Democrats do not want any proficiency standards for graduating students. No. Nothing. Nope. They, on party lines. You can go back and look at the thing. I think it was 24 or whatever for Republicans, and then we had one out, and the, and the, and the Democrats not. It doesn't align with the and, and then all you have to do is think about who owns the Democratic Party, why that would be the Oregon Education Association, the teachers' union. So we have teachers that don't want any kind of testing that might make it clear how little the children know okay all right fine cool please continue yeah. so the house bill 4161 which would expand charter schools you know give parents more rights to send them to better schools mm-hmm. same thing happened again democrats don't want that they want your kid to be you know in a public school and be brainwashed and you know which of course will please again the oregon education association and uh, and, and you know something Dwayne. I, I was talking with a listener yesterday you know, about this, this stuff is continuing to go on, and yet people will argue with me that that's all right. The government schools are not a problem in the state of Oregon because, you know, our local schools are fine. Yeah, there may be problems overall, but we still have some good local schools. I'm wondering, you know, when I hear this kind of stuff, when the Democrats in charge of it, you know, say they don't want any standards and they don't want you to be able to escape it if it's bad. 
<laughs> I'm just shaking my head about this. Well, if, they, if we don't educate our kids, I guess they'll continue to vote Democrat, and that's what they want. Okay. <laughs> that's what I look at. It. It's like, well, how about educate our kids with history and all this other stuff, reading and writing, so they can read the stuff that I'm reading and vote properly. But if they were educated, then they probably wouldn't vote Democrat. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Uh yeah. Right. I'll have to talk about uh, now. Earlier this morning, I was listening to and I read an article about uh, Peter Morisi and Peter Morisi had uh, had talked about how uh, high schools around the entire country have completely corroded to the point where they're only getting about 20 to 21 percent of the students eligible to even go to college if they wanted to, because the standards have continued to fall like that. So it's kind of like to your point where your Democratic colleagues don't even want any reestablishment of of, uh, of standards, probably because they don't think the kids could pass it. And if the kids couldn't pass it, then the parents would know that the uh, the gig is up. I suppose. I I think they 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 are so elitist that they don't care because their families or whatever they have money or power or whatever. Oh, maybe their kids are in private school. Their kids are in private school, yeah. but they, uh, but they want to make sure that everybody else's kids are uh, destined to a failing public school system. Yeah. Okay. makes sense. All right. Is there anything good that has happened right now out of all of this so far? Because you're, you're painting a picture of you're dealing with a lot of crazy people. I, uh, you know, for me personally, I think I'm coming up here to do what I thought I was going to do. And I knew I wasn't going to win the vote. Yeah. And if I'm just going to continue to dig and expose the corruption, and then maybe we can get some people woke up, you know, awakened and say, you know what, I'm tired of the government telling me how to live my life, how to vote, how to parent my children, and, and get on board and stop, you know, start voting. Just like you keep talking about the charter. The Democrats want to control us. Please, people, wake up and start voting properly. How about just vote? Well, not just vote, because you have to have an informed vote. And, and frankly, if you don't know what, the, what you're doing, maybe you shouldn't vote. I don't know. Maybe that should be the uh, thing. Yeah. But be that as it may, be that as it may, uh, what are we looking at right now for any kind of reasonable recriminalization of street drugs in order to have a club with which to uh, gently apply it to street addicts to get into some treatment? Is there any real movement on that before we take off? I believe there is. We had a meeting, um, you know, the leadership met with the other side leadership yesterday, and then we met as a caucus last night at um, 6.45 at night, and there is some definite movement. Um, I would say I'm pleased on most of it. I believe that it it might even be a little bit better than we had before. Mm -hmm. I do have my doubts on some things, and, and my doubts are, we don't have treatment facilities. There's a line out the door for Josephine and Jackson. County. I get that. I, I, I understand that. And even yeah. if they recriminalize it, but they can get the, um, but they can actually get treatment at some point. But as it is right yeah. now, there's no incentive to even uh, negotiate in court as it is right now. I, I think that what they're coming up with, um, I, yeah, I hear it on your, um, it was like the news of your um, representative Mannix, but, I don't know if he's really in the talks, but his, his thing's pretty close to what they're talking about. Um, you know, Is that a Class A, calling it a Class A misdemeanor or something else? 
it, it'd be costing like a class U or something. But oh, this is the unclassified more. one just for the drugs. Okay. Yes, and I and I think that you know here's the thing. I you know I spoke to you know Chief Hensman yesterday, and you know that's the, our local police and um, chief in Grants Pass, mm-hmm. and, and I he goes you know if the sheriffs and police association guys involved is loves it, we're gonna be we're gonna like it. So he trusts them. I said okay, okay. Um, if our DA, our I think our DAs, the, the DA for the all the DAs. The Police and Sheriff's Association, we got a lot of power on our side right now because they don't want this to go to a, a vote, the people, the Democrats don't. And I think we're definitely getting some ways. I'm not going to say exactly because things could change. They have to do something. They can't sit on their hands about this one because, uh, you know, even in uh, progressive hive minds like Portland, it's just going to hell. They can't hide it. They can't yeah. lie about it enough any longer. No, people are dying. This is Everything is so bad for them. They have to do something, and they know they need us because this is one where they need our votes because not all their people are on board. Because some of the most, a lot of their people are still, oh, we don't want to criminalize anything. You know, let people die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. The same people that like to drop millions of dollars into uh, harm reduction people. Yeah, we're we're here to. Enable your future addiction and continuing addiction. Pretty rough. All right. So, uh, so this is politically, they do have to get off the mark on this one. So they're going to need some Republican votes to make it happen. If they're going to need some Republican votes, it's going to have to be a little tougher. So this is good news, I suppose. I would say this is good news. The harm reduction. I did bring that up. You know, we always talk about the stabbing wagons and max admissions and all those places. You know. I was honestly heard this thing on Sunday, and I'm not going to tell you where I heard it from, but <laughs> I heard that the Democrats don't want to categorize drug dealers anymore. Those are harm reductionists still. What? They want to classify drug dealers no, those, as harm reduction drug people? Dealers not, <laughs> drug dealers are not drug dealers. They're harm reductionists still. Come on. <laughs> oh. Okay, or you know, pain reducing clinics. Uh, you know, un- unofficial pain reducing street clinics. Okay, all right, Dwayne, I can't take any more. You have a great weekend. <laughs> we'll talk next Tuesday. Okay. All right. Thank you, Bill. I keep you in the loop of anything. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. Uh, yes, he's a freshly minted state representative, Dwayne Yunker. It's seven twenty nine KMED KCMD. Montana Roofing is celebrating their 27th anniversary installing roofs in Southern Oregon. And the universe seems to be giving the crew subtle reminders. Better slow down a bit. The speed sign clocked you at 27 and a 25. Whoops. I'm distracted looking for the job site. What's the address again? 27. Okay, we got another block, so looks like another nice day. High of 81. 27. What? 81 Fahrenheit is 27 Celsius. Weird. Oh, there it is, and we're right on time. Actually, we're three minutes early. It's tw- 27 after. Uh, okay, enough Twilight Zone. Hand me my tool belt and let's get cracking. Here you oh, Whoops. Uh, roofing nails all over the floorboard. 27. What is this? Rain Man? Count them. It's no coincidence why Fontana Roofing has been serving the Rogue Valley for 27 years. Our longevity is owed to our hardworking employees, past and present, and our loyal customers. Thank you from Fontana Roofing. 
Bill Meyer with Sharice from No Wires Now. So glad I switched a dish. And if your listeners have direct TV or cable TV, they're paying too much. And you made it easy to switch. Plus, I got the Hopper DVR and Dish's very cool voice-activated remote. Call today. Tell me what you have, how much you're paying, and I think you're going to love Dish. I'll even help you lower your existing internet and cell phone bill. Call Sharice like I did. 541-680-5875. NoWiresNow.com. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Internet and cell phone service are not provided by Dish. We've heard it all. That electric gate has a mind of its own. My backup camera needs to beep sooner and louder. Since when is there a stop sign at that intersection? Then Max jumped in my lap and... Well, you see the results. But the reason you need auto body repair doesn't matter to us as much as making your car look new again and the process easy for you. At Lithia Body and Paint, we've been getting Southern Oregon drivers back on the road since 1946. Speed, service, accuracy. That's Lithia Body and Paint on Bullock Road in Medford. The Bill Myers Show on 106.3 KMET and 99.3 KCMD. 732 Harmon. Bear Checker will join me here in a couple of minutes after news, and we'll go through issues of county concern and beyond, okay? One of the many books, uh, I have a lot of books that I'm reading all at once, and I kind of dive in and out of them from time to time. You know, sometimes I get a great novel, and I'm really into it. But David Webb's The Great Taking, which, by the way, is free, absolutely free. You can go out there on his uh, website. You just look up uh, David, just Google or search for David Webb. And The Great Taking has been making a lot of news for a while. And the reason this is important is that, uh, you know, he's a former hedge fund guy, understands um, finance, and says one of the biggest concerns that he has right now is what he calls the great taking could be happening in which you have emergencies and stuff gets, you know, your 401ks get vacuumed, your bank accounts are vacuumed, and, and assets like even stocks and bonds that you think you own that you think you own because they are stored with third parties when you end up getting uh, derivative collapses or emergencies that are being uh, declared and things like that. His theory is that um, when people talk about the Great Reset, what they're really talking about is the Great Taking. The Great Taking. And uh, so anyway, it's a really interesting book. And I've been reading it off and on here. I haven't completely uh, finished it yet there. But the great taking, I think, is something where, well, even notice how we're told about uh, when you deposit into a bank, you deposit your money into a bank account. It's technically not considered an asset. It is a liability of the bank. And so banks have problems, and then they don't pay you back necessarily. And then there is the FDIC insurance that supposedly makes you whole, et cetera. But you see what I'm getting at? That sort of thing. You're thinking that your money is in the bank. Well, no, it's actually the bank's money, and they're obligated to try to pay it back if you ask for it, that sort of thing. Well, David Webb looks at this as the entire financial system is sort of this way, and all of the third parties and how the rules have been changed that um, essentially you could seize people's accounts if you had to. And I was reading this article on LouRockwell.com. By the way, so you you have to read David Webb's The Great Taking. It's free. He wanted people to know about this. But uh, I'm reading this article on LouRockwell.com this morning by Wayne Luzvardi. Four states race to stop great taking of all bank accounts, stocks, bonds, pensions before financial or election apocalypse. The good news is that this great taking can be stopped at the state level 
Americans don't. Now, this is from Ellen Brown saying this. Uh, Americans don't need to count on a divided Congress to get the job done because the Uniform Commercial Code is state law. State lawmakers can take concrete steps to restore the property rights of their constituents and protect them in the event of a financial crisis. This is Ellen Brown diffusing the derivatives time bomb, some proposed solutions. Presently, four relatively small states, South Dakota, Wyoming, Nebraska, and Delaware, are trying to stop the burning fuse of a financial time bomb that could cause a legally provided raid on all stock, bond, and bank account investments from its residents, businesses, and pension funds in their jurisdiction. The financial bomb is to confiscate assets for losses on purely unrelated speculative gambling bets in the derivatives market. Not from any genuine risk hedging like insurance to protect those financial resources. No known movement is underway to stop the crime of all crimes, mainly by the renegade New York Reserve Bank, which was one of the main instigators of the COVID pandemic and lockdowns, et cetera, et cetera. But they go through this one. But um, but these four states are uh, working on stopping the ability of the great taking. So get a copy of David Webb's The Great Taking and start reading it. Maybe the second half of it is probably the most important. His uh, story is in the early part, but it's free. You just download it, okay? Or send me an email. Heck, I'll send you the PDF of it if you want. I've got the PDF. I don't think anybody would care. But you you have a situation where people are realizing, people with big financial brains are realizing that you think you have a stock, you think you have a bond, you have it in a brokerage, you have it uh, in the bank, you have it in this, and there have been changes to laws that kind of make ultimate ownership in an emergency a little dicey, all right? That is one of the reasons that, and this is you know one of the reasons why I talk about physical gold and silver all the time, too. And But I'm not recommending, and I haven't been talking about you putting physical gold and silver, and, of course, my sponsor yeah, that does this, and, yeah, and they're, they're part of my, one of my biggest sponsors, longest sponsors, Jay Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyers at Ashland Grants Pass. Even they're talking about, no, 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 don't do what everybody else is talking about, the gold-backed IRA. Or if you want to do that, fine, but realize that if, if things go go pear-shaped or something like that, that that stuff could go away at some point. Now, is it going to go away? We don't know. But at least make sure you have something which is under your direct physical control. It's not being controlled by a third party that's holding it for your safekeeping, you know, that sort of thing. For at least part of your wealth, for part of your wealth. That's why they always talk about that at Jay Austin and Company, Gold and Silver Buyers, one of my best sponsors for years and years and years. You can find out more about them. Call them at 482-3715, 482-3715. And their brand-new website, they make it really easy. Just go to fortunereserve.com, fortunereserve.com, and you can pick and choose, buy the gold and silver. They'll deliver it to you, or you can pick it up at the store. Great people. And have something within your control and possession that if God forbid there were like David Webb talks about the great taking, well, they're not taking it from you. This is the Bill Myers show on KMED KCMD KMED KCMD news sponsored by Millette construction, specializing in foundation repair and replacement. Get on solid ground by visiting milletconstruction.com. Good morning. I'm Marcus Villa with your NBC five morning news update. Skid steer theft is on the rise in southern Oregon. The Jackson County Sheriff's Office says at least 10 skid steers or compact construction machinery have been reported stolen in the last month. JCSO says thieves are disabling the equipment's GPS units. Anyone with a skid steer should secure it with chains and keep it out of plain sight. 
The Jackson County Sheriff's Office search and rescue team were on standby over the weekend at the Rogue Snowbeelers annual poker run. According to the Sheriff's Office, the annual poker run at Diamond Lake is the largest event of its kind in the western U.S. Search and rescue teams also took advantage of the opportunity to train in their snow response skills. SAR has responded to multiple calls for people stranded in inclement conditions and are reminding folks to have an emergency plan and pack survival equipment. Rogue Valley Transportation District is looking for public comment on proposed service changes for a few of its bus routes. RVTD is proposing to convert Route 61 into a commuter route with seven trips per day, as well as changing Route 21 to have a bus passing every 20 minutes. It also wants to restore Route 27 to full service after it was reduced on a COVID schedule. You can offer public comment at the RVTD board meeting next Wednesday evening, the 28th at 530. You can register on RVTD's website. From C5 News, I'm Marcus Veal. Have a great day. This hour of the Bill Meyer Show is proudly sponsored by Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros and Full Service Auto Repair. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich and more for the best tire prices and service see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center tire pros on Maine in Phoenix if you're remodeling your house start with the foundation Millette construction offers a no pressure thorough inspection of your home's foundation and a no obligation estimate if your house needs work the foundation is most important because all the repairs and upgrades you're planning from the floors windows doors cabinets even the roof can be affected if your foundation is unstable be sure you're on solid ground Millette construction will level your house and correct the shifting soil problem visit milletteconstruction.com if you have an Alexa device, you can listen to great news and talk anytime by first asking Alexa, enable KMED. After enabling the skill, you can listen to the most popular talk personalities like Bill Meyer and Lars Larson, plus local news and weather 24 hours a day by just asking her to play KMED. Alexa streaming on KMED is made possible by Megan McPherson at Farmers Insurance. Father and Son Jewelry, Violets and Cream, and Pacific Healthcare Training. Hi, I'm Dwayne Barkley with American Wrencher Garage, and I'm on KMED and KCMD. Boy, he's got the wrenching going on in the background. <laughs> All right. Hey, I just wanted to, uh, a little bit of a program note. Some people have been writing me saying they're having problems with uh, getting the podcast right now, and I wanted to uh, address that. And this has to do with some changes that are going on with file security and what Apple and Android phones especially uh, are, are doing and haven't necessarily been as secure as could be. So the podcast, which, by the way, is sponsored by Clouser Drilling, best thing to do right now is on a computer, just go to BillMeyerShow.com, and you can download directly from that, maybe transfer it to your phone or something like that. I'm probably going to end up moving the podcast to YouTube or some other platform right now to take care of these particular security issues. And it's a problem with Android and the Apple iOS that makes it difficult to use a podcast aggregator or some software, uh, whether it's TuneIn or something else that people will try to get their podcast in. And for some people, it's not working really well. And if it is, try going directly to BillMeyerShow.com instead of going through a third-party app. 
okay, and see if that works out. But uh, we are aware of the problem and working it, and uh, everyone's happy to get more secure on file transfers and websites because of, well, frankly, the hackers and the bad actors that are out there. Try to keep that away, all right? Josephine County Commissioner Herman Baerchigger, welcome back. Hello, Herman. What's on your mind today? Hey. It's Pebble in your shoe Tuesday. Pebble in your shoe Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me have my bite at the apple. So, you know, every morning I get up pretty early and I scan the different news. And, and it's getting more difficult all the time because you've got to go to different sources to make sure what you're reading is somewhat the truth, you know. Because uh, news nowadays is uh, too interesting to just put anything on, on the old computer. So it takes a lot more time. But I was looking at, and, and uh, there was a statement made by uh, Missouri Governor Mark Parson, hmm. who was six years in the military and 22 years in, in uh, law enforcement. Now he's the governor of Missouri, and uh, Governor Parson said about the shooting, we can't let some thugs just over and ruin what happened. And in other words, then, the mob went nuts on him because they used the term thug, and he used the term thug correctly. Right, because if you look in a dictionary, thug is a violent, aggressive person who is a criminal. Well, Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas, who's the third black mayor of uh, Kansas City, he fires back, and he says, I disagree strongly. He disagrees um, with how he would describe the situation. I certainly think there was some criminal activity. Um, it was lawlessness, and I think that that's troubling. But thug is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. No, I look at uh, thug as being a very, as a very exacting, precise use of language, okay? Now, before, yeah. you, do you remember when they were talking about that shooting, the way it was being described and put out there? The moment you hear the term, a dispute between youths, and they don't get any more specific than that, what do you know you have, Herman? Gang, gang, you, gang. You have gang-banging diversity, essentially, because you know darn well, if they're white, they always identify them as white. Everybody else is dispute between youths. <laughs> okay. Well, they haven't identified them black, but if you look at the videotape, um, the three individuals in handcuffs that they were placing in the police van did happen to be black. Yeah. Now, I don't know if those are the defendants, but those are the three that had handcuffs. But you see, this is the inversion of reality that these individuals... Well, like, I'm, like I said, I'm talking with, uh, with uh, Dwayne Yunker you know, a few minutes ago, in which they're talking about money uh, for, uh, for cervix treatments, for people with cervixes. In other words, women. All right? Biological how females. Talking about, how come we're not talking about our overdose deaths in Oregon be 1,500% more than the national average? I know, I know. It, well, we are you surprised about that? We're not surprised about that. That doesn't help further the narrative. It's much more important to be talking about uh, cervixes for people who have cervixes, I guess. They'd prefer to go down that road. It's really weird. Unusual time. really is. Yeah, yeah. Huh. All right. Why don't we... <laughs> so I'm with you on that, uh, that Kansas City uh, situation, all right? Precise, uh, precise use of language is important. When you're dealing with thugs, you talk about them as thugs. And by the way, 
There are plenty of white thugs, too. You know, this whole idea that somehow that uh, thug is uh, speaking only of uh, of uh, gangbanging diversity, I, I don't recall that in the, def- in the uh, dictionary. Although I remember that there were many rappers back when I was a younger man and, and rap started coming up in which they were big things about calling themselves thugs because they wore it as like a badge of honor, I think, in some cases. But, well, if you look at the national statistics on imprisonment, people in prison, and look at those statistics, and they they will. I won't go into the detail. Anybody can get on the computer and look at the national, and and look at the demographics of of our prisons. Well, certain demographics punch above their uh, punch above their weight within the population. That's all you got to do. Just but take a you look. know what? You never hear anybody talk about them because they don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it uh, sends the wrong message, or it's talking about the wrong thing. All right, let's. Um, but you know, there is actually one bill that was uh, being put in the state legislature. I know you're not in the legislature anymore, but you understand how this works. This is a good bill, which means it uh, probably doesn't have a chance. But uh, House Bill 4139, you know, the certificate of need issue that we have in the state of Oregon? <laughs> yeah, we all need something, huh? Yeah. Well, a certificate of need. Is I was reading this in the Lund Report this morning, and uh, the Lund Report has a group of Oregon Republican lawmakers. They want to eliminate a state requirement they say is depriving patients of needed psychiatric rehab and other services because Oregon is a certificate of need state. In other words, you have to prove that there is a need in order for you to open your clinic in a town. And essentially... Your competition, the other medical rackets that might be in your town, hold sway over whether you're allowed to come in and compete with them. That's the way Oregon is set up. I'm sure you're familiar with that certificate of need process. Yeah, Oregon is like that. They'll also they'll also let big companies put up what I call barrier entry barriers. Yep. So they'll, you know, big companies will get legislation that just prevents somebody starting up and being in competition with them. So Oregon's pretty good at that. Too, yeah, Bill. it would be the equivalent, uh, the way it works in the medical world, Herman, it would be as if, um, let, let's say that, uh, now I'm saying this would not be the case in the car in the car dealership, but let's say Lithia, which of course is the big dog overall of the car dealerships in Southwest Oregon because corporate located here, et cetera, et cetera. Let's say that... Um, that Butler wanted to open another car dealership. And then Lithia would be able to say, I'm sorry, is there really a need for this car dealership? We we are against this. And then Butler doesn't get to open up their dealership. That's what happens in the medical world. And then we wonder why you're waiting three to four months to see a specialist and why there's no mental health care available. And if you're looking to get surgery, maybe that's going to be uh, several weeks, even if you needed it uh, right away. State policy does have a lot to bear on this. Now, whether these Republicans can get this bill passed, I don't know. But, you know, they're trying. And I have to give them some credit on this, if nothing else, for seeing a problem here. This idea that the uh, the people who are in charge of the medical rackets right now can stop people from competing against them. It's darn right un-American as far as I'm concerned. Well, if the Democrats don't like it, they'll say, well, we need to talk about it more. Let's push it into the long section. So let's see what happens. Hmm. But how do you end up uh, getting, you know, we're, we're complaining that there's not enough drug treatment available. But if you have a certificate of need or if you need to have a certificate of need and jump through that hoops, how are you going to get more drug treatment for all of the uh, fentanyl addicts that we're complaining about? Well, 
Well, remember that the hospitals are all in alignment with the hospitals and health. You know, these socialized health care providers are all in line with the Democrat Party. So I, it'll be interesting what they, how they weigh in on this issue. Mm-hmm. I noticed yeah. that uh, one of the things that they complained of, opponents say that, um, including medical providers and labor groups who argue the bill won't spur the production of facilities. <laughs> okay. No, it's saying that you can build it if you want. I can't believe they say this, but they say Oregon's needs, uh, uh, and it won't resolve labor shortages that are affecting patient access. All right. I don't yeah. know. Do you believe these people sometimes? Oh, I, I absolutely believe them. <laughs> yes, I believe them. Oh. I don't agree with them, but I believe them. So they're serious on preserving their rackets, in other words. Sure. And so it takes you three to four months to see your cardiologist. Okay. All right. Look look where the biggest, look where the most money in Oregon's going to now, Oregon Health Authority. Yeah. This must be part of uh, not wanting to solve any problems before the state completely takes over health care. What was the uh, the time frame on that? Remember that the uh, the voters, of course, stupidly, you know, passed another ballot measure. It seems like everything that's going on, the the voters are actually voting for. Well, yeah, the sooner the better, as far as they're concerned, and and they're making headway. You hmm. know, they're they are making headway, um, but they're running out of money though. So I noticed that they've been kicking people off of Medicaid here in Oregon because they don't have enough money to service all those people. Medicaid is socialized. Um, uh, uh, so it's just welfare, you know, for medical. Yeah, it's welfare care. Medicaid. Sure. Yeah, welfare care. But they don't have enough money for it. So they've been they they have been um, um, uh, they have been. Uh, getting people off of it because they when I was in there 19 when I started in the Senate 19 percent of my constituents were on Medicaid when I left it was 39 percent so now but now they're they can't afford it so they're they're trying to get people off I just got a text from uh Dwayne Yonkers I I got a text from him too that bill we were just talking about it's dead yep oh man okay well there you go <laughs> well, if something was if something is good, it's not going to get passed. But uh, you know, I know they, you ha- I know you had your hopes up, and I didn't want to spoil your party too awful bad. <laughs> All right, okay, I appreciate that, Herman. Let's uh, talk a little bit about here before we take off this morning. Like I said, we sort of me you know sort of uh, noodled around a little bit on some of the news, which I always enjoy doing with you. But seventeen dash one sixteen. I'm all hands on deck on this. I'm all hands on the uh, three ballot measures or the uh, citizens initiatives that could be coming to Jackson County. The Democrats have decided that 2024 is the year in which uh, both Jackson and Josephine County are to be attacked. While uh, Republicans are sleeping, they figure they probably figure there's not going to be enough pushback. And they're going to go out there and try to convince people that voting for two of five is superior to voting for three out of three. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting math. That they're trying to go on here, but um, well, there's actually a long history to this. So let's rewind the tape back to 2019, where the government, the governor, Kate Brown's quote after Cap and Trade died. Now remember, Cap and Trade was her baby. Yep, uh, she wanted to be the first state to have Cap and Trade, so she could be put on a pedestal in the environmental community. Okay, it was her baby. And she was so mad 
Misty came up to the microphone and acknowledged that cap and trade was dead. And then her next quote was, revenge is best served cold and slow. So you're then making the implication then or implying that measure 17-116 is revenge and then the Jackson County for all kind of uh, machinations and schemes, that's also part of the revenge. It's both coming mostly from the Democrats. You have to be honest about the people who yes, want it. Look, look, their goal, Bill, it's simple math. Their goal is to get 40 in the House and 21 in the Senate. Not 41 in the House, not 21 in the House, or 21 in the Senate. They want 40 in the House, 20 in the Senate. Okay. When they get to that number, they can change the Constitution without the vote of the citizens. Okay? That's their goal. So they're, so they got Ben. They worked 10 years. I watched them work Ben. They don't have all the youth county, but they got Ben. Mm-hmm. And now they have pouring all their resources. And if you don't think Kate Brown is in the background, she's been an activist all her life. You think she's just uh, sitting drinking Mai Tais in the Bahamas? No. And collecting purrs, yeah. Yeah. She's working hard behind the scenes, trust me. So that's what's going on. Now, you look in, uh, look in Josephine County. All of a sudden, the, the Democrat chair of Josephine County resigns. They get a new person. Uh, um, From Georgia. Yeah, Avery. And let me read this. Ava claims to always have been a liberal and an activist. It wasn't until she moved to Atlanta, Georgia, that she galvanized her political muscle. Ava organized the first women's march in Georgia. While in Atlanta, she met and worked with civil rights icons John Lewis, Rachel Warnock, Al Sharpton, Lucy McBeth, and Stacey Abrams. In 2018, Ava and her husband left Atlanta and moved to Grants Pass to be closer to family. Once settled in, Ava felt compelled to join the Democrat Party in Josephine County to work at solving political issues through compassion and activism. Her (laughs) motto, don't be a witness, be an activist. Like Greta Thunberg, one person, one corner, one sign can have a seismic impact. So that's who we're dealing with, okay? Somebody that isn't part, hasn't been part of our community and all of a sudden moves here and wants to turn it into Multnomah County. Now, her right-hand person, Rhonda Lawrence, another activist from California, and, and you can read it right in there, and she's been here since 2013. So there you got it, Bill. And they are bound determined with the financial help from the Oregon Democrat Party funneling money in here to flip Southern Oregon. And you know what? I believe they're going to do it because Republicans are heavy and real heavy in Josephine County. They're somewhat heavy in Jackson County, but they stand on the sidelines. Well, I'm not standing on the sidelines on this one. I'm not. Oh, I'm not either, but I'm afraid they are because you just don't hear anything from them. And and the voter turnout is is not. We have to have the voter turnout, or we're going to have. I'm going to call this Multnomah County South. 
Yeah, because this is part of weakening weakening the reason why the democrats want to change these uh, rules about uh, how to elect county commissioners is because they can't win a sta- uh, a countywide vote right now they can't now it's kind of funny that uh, when republicans don't like the democratic control of the state legislature they always tell us well you just need to go get better candidates but what they do in jackson and josephine county is they want to change the rules to make it eassier to get them to get the multnomah county mosque into Jackson and Josephine County. Sure, and then they they will disguise their candidates like they've done with Pat Fahey. Listen, Pat is is not a registered Democrat. Okay, he's unaffiliated, Mm -hmm. but he's as liberal as the day is long. When I was in the Senate, he was constantly calling me and corresponding with me to support liberal ideas. And this whole idea that somehow nonpartisan means that it's just nonpartisan, you're unaffiliated, you're just right down the middle, and non, and you don't have a point of view, is bullshitting. You know that. We all know oh, that. During the COVID days, he, him and his wife came in and chewed us out all the time. They wanted us to uh, support uh, uh, mandatory vaccinations and shut the county down and all that stuff. So he's just a wolf in sheep's clothing, and he's good. And he's oh, I'm down the middle. I'm I, you know, I'm I'm not a Democrat and I'm not a Republican. I'm down the middle. Yeah, if he gets down the middle, is yeah. I think we'll just uh, leave it at that at this point, and it's going to be voter turnout. And you know darn well that this is the number one. In fact, I recall, I don't know if it's still on the Democratic uh, website, but they were talking about, uh, wasn't the chair talking about this being the number one goal, 17-116? It's one of her three. I don't know which, you know, sequence it is, but it's one of her three. Yeah, one of her top three goals here. Why do you suppose that is, Herman? Hmm. Oh, it's, you know, and, and they're trying hard. They're trying hard where they... And the Daily Courier, of course, uh, does everything in the editorial page uh, done to try to buttress the hope there, too, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, <clears throat> the Daily Courier supports the Democrat Party so much, I think they should actually file an Orstar is a campaign denotion in kind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Herman. We appreciate the call, as always, and... Uh, We'll stay in touch there. Anything else going on we should know before we take off? No, um, it's not a real. Um, I looked at this week. It's not a real busy week. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll see what next week brings. Yeah, well, it's a couple of months of educating people to understand why 17-116 is an absolute danger. You can't think too hard about this one. The three Jackson County uh, ones, which are not on the ballot yet, but I figure they're probably going to be uh, put on there. It's the same sort of thing, the same kind of attack. I know Dr. Powers says, says, uh, claims that it's all coming out of Ashland for both counties. It's being driven by the Ashland activists, and I have no reason to doubt that, too. All right? Well, I, I, I can guarantee it's out-of-area money, and uh, they, they're getting a lot of support. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> they pick up a couple more seats here. <clears throat> I think Tim Canope is going to have troubles hanging on to his seat. <clears throat> so... All they got to do is get it. But that's their goal. Yeah, you get a few more, you get a couple more seats, and then they're able to change the Constitution without a Republican vote or without going to the people either. And that is super dangerous, super dangerous times. And that's why they want California, it. here we come. That's right. Thanks, Herman. All right. We'll be in touch.
Josephine County Commissioner Barrett Shiger. Two minutes after eight, this is KMED, KMED HD1, Eagle Point, Medford, KCMD, Grants Pass. At Batteries Plus.